Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, May 19th of 2021. There was a lot today, so we're really just going to jump in um, and get started with this episode. I don't have a lot of commentary um, other than like, yay, things are going okay this week. Um, So anyway, we are just going to jump in and start right with the uh, Belgian royal family. When I say we have a lot going on today, I mean Belgium alone had three events. And it's pretty rare for them to have more than like one big thing that I can actually talk about. And this has, there's three, three things that I would like to actually talk about. So that's why we're just jumping right in. So we'll start with King Philippe's schedule first. So today he um, partook in a like guided field trip essentially with a group of uh, fifth year primary students so that would put them at probably 10 to 12 range I'm not exactly sure how old you are when you're in fifth year or year five but 10 to 12 roughly um And so they are doing, like, with the city of Brussels and um, some outside organizations, they're holding, like, these guided nature walks, essentially. Uh, And so one of them today was held at the grounds of Castle Lakin, which is uh, King Philippe's residence. And I think where most of, like, their day-to-day work is done. He does still do a lot at the Royal Palace, too, but for the most part, it's all done at Lakin, especially right now. Um, so that was his first thing. And then later at, again, Castle Lakin, uh, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde took part in an audience with the Belgian Model UN team, um, which, so I was not in Model UN in school. We didn't have one. Um, at least to my knowledge, we didn't have one. I highly doubt we had one. We were not focused on diplomacy or international anythings. So I highly doubt we did. Um, and I love this and also find it so ironic. So this team is the seventh team, I believe in a row, to win for Belgium. To which I, as a bystander, just say... Of course, Belgium is winning. So, for those who don't know, Belgium is kind of like the epicenter of Europe. You would think it would be somewhere else, but it's Belgium. So, Belgium holds the EU. Belgium holds NATO. Uh, The, like, NATO allied commander is based in Brussels. Um, And all of the, like, 
non-governmental organizations that work really closely with the EU are hosted out of Brussels. So, um, there's a lot happening in that country at all times. Um, I don't think you can go a day without a foreign visitor, like an important foreign visitor. Um, you know, just that we've talked about, like Tony Blinken has been there recently, who's the U.S. Secretary of State. King Abdullah of Jordan was there before the Israel-Palestine um, conflict that started, but like right after the coup attempt in Jordan. Um, there's a lot that always is happening. Um, and so when you see all of that every day, because it's part of your everyday culture, um, it is reinforced the importance of diplomacy and having these conversations. Um, and so that's what it was. Um, and of course, Belgium won because they have this in front of them every single day, which I think is, of course, really important. Um, also, if I had to like relive, I never want to do this, but like if I could relive my high school without all the trauma that just being in high school brings, I would definitely join a school that had a Model UN class, like for sure, um, or group or whatever, like definitely, that sounds really fun. Um, so that was the second thing. And then also today, um, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde visited a hospital in Brussels, um, called, I think the Jessa, Jessa Ziekenhuis, um, where they were of course focusing on the impact of COVID, um, with employees, but then they also visited this really cool initiative hosted at the hospital called Babel Bank. Um, which is a really cool place for elderly people to come and like have chats and as a way to combat against the so social isolation and loneliness that has always been a problem but have just now come to the forefront since the pandemic um, because all of a sudden you took away their option to have relatives visit and to be frank probably a lot don't well okay I'm from the states where we're like inherently selfish people so maybe in Belgium they did but then they couldn't and so senior citizens were getting <laughs> extremely lonely during the quarantine um so there were things to be put in place to help combat that um I know there was one and I don't think it was in Belgium I think it was in the Netherlands um one nursing home like created kind of an outdoor space um so like the resident had to be like inside this really cute like um tiny house it wasn't even a tiny house it was like a playhouse type of space um and then their family were like outside or like nearby and so that's how they were able to spend time together and I thought that was a really cool um, and this was kind of in the throes of, like, what Europe called the second wave. Like, U.S. was in their throes of, like, the third or fourth wave. But um, Europe was, like, solidly in their second wave. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Also, um, it's 
I think Queen Matilda does like clothing very well, but it's not very often that I enjoy her clothes. Like they're just not my style. They're very, um, not old fashioned, but kind of like, they're just a little more matronly than I would like. Um, but this dress today, I was very impressed with. So anyway, that is what was going on today in Belgium. So now let's go head over to the UK. an incredibly busy day in the UK today so we're just again jumping right in um, Queen Elizabeth continued receiving credentials um, so today she received the credentials from the new ambassador of from Argentina to the court of St. James as well as the High Commissioner for Canada so I think the High Commissioner is someone sent by the government of Canada to represent so they're like an ambassador, but because Canada is part of the queen's realm, um, like she is the queen of Canada, then I think they just have a different title. I'm not sure there could still be a secondary ambassador. Um, I didn't do a ton of research on this, so I'm not entirely sure what the situation is there. Um, and then... Earlier today, an announcement was made by Buckingham Palace that Princess Beatrice and her husband, um, Eduardo, Eduardo Mapelli Mozzi, um, are pregnant with their first baby. Their Beatrice is pregnant, um, and so they will be parents. Um, and then the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall continued on the second day of their visit to Northern Ireland. Um, I'm going to say this and then I'll read through all the events because I think it's really important to talk about the organizations that they visit and, um, additional, like, anecdotes if I find them or anything like that. However, their tours are so predictable that I can, like, I know exactly what's going to happen before I see what's actually happening on, like, social media. Um, because they're so predictable. So, um, together they started off by visiting a market, like an open air market, farmer's market, whatever you call them, um, in County Down to focus on like organically grown fruits and vegetables. Um, and then their agenda separated. So Charles today visited a landmark lighthouse in County Down, and he also visited um, upcoming, like, building development projects um, in County Tyrone, as well as a children's football club in County Tyrone. So a children's football club is exactly what it sounds like. It is, um, sometimes they're hosted at schools, sometimes they're, dip they're like, hosted um, a little more privately. And they are ways for all children in the UK to basically become indoctrinated into football, aka soccer, if you're American, culture. It's not as serious as that. Like, they're not actually, I mean, they are. But, like, it's fun and they, sport is good. Um, I have no 
problem with like enrolling children in extracurricular sports. So I, <laughs> when I was growing up, the first thing you could sign up for in the U.S. was soccer. Um, and so I did, or my mom did. Um, like I was signed up for soccer. I did not flourish in that environment. Um, I, I definitely sat in the grass and picked like sunflowers, uh, not sunflowers, um, dandelions. Like that was the thing I did as that child. Um, I did do like softball in early middle school, but then like didn't really do sport in high school. Um, but like it was a great way to get some activity in and like have something like, so I think it's great, but some kids will go for it and some kids won't. And I, I think there's also like an, a different culture, like in the UK, like, yes, you will be a soccer fan or a football fan. I'm sorry. Um, it is very weird having two names for a sport. Um, and also because like I, as an American relate more to football as American football, um, it's really weird for me still to call European football, football. I try, but I'm always just really bad at it. Um, so anyway, that was really cute. Um, they were older kids, but it was still, I, I don't really feel like we, especially in the past year, year and a half now almost, haven't seen, like, I haven't seen Charles interact with a lot of kids and he is really good at it. Um, and so that's always, you know, awesome to see. So those were Charles's events. And then the Duchess of Cornwall, um, visited a couple of different organizations. So the first was Kilcooley, um, which is a private, like an, um, private organization, uh, nonprofit organization that provides services to vulnerable women. So, um, mostly related around domestic violence, um, which is one of Camilla is patron of at least one, if not a couple of domestic violence organizations. Um, and they're one of her like primary, um, so the, the ones she works with the most. So, um, that's always good. <laughs> like that she goes to other countries or to other parts of the UK and will highlight. I don't mean that domestic violence is good. I definitely don't mean that. I mean, it's good that she highlights the work that organizations are doing. Um, and then finally Camilla ended her day in Northern Ireland, um, visiting an equine therapy organization called Horses for People. Um, okay. So that was the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall. Um, then later we had the Duchess of Cambridge who visited the Victoria and Albert Museum, which is reopening. So I'm not sure if they, so there was this period of time in the UK that like museums reopened for a hot minute. Like it was maybe a month. Um, and so there was a series of royal visits to museums that had reopened. But I'm not sure if um, the Victoria and Albert was one of them or not. Um, but anyway, so today Kate visited 
um, and saw the um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland exhibit that the V&A has, um, which is focused on like all the different um, retellings, restylings of Alice in Wonderland. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. So now we're going to take a quick peek at the court circular. Um, and I'm hoping that there isn't a lot added to things because yikes, this podcast is going to be long. It was a busy day. Um, okay. Credence of ambassador. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, it was Wednesday. So Boris Johnson and the queen held their weekly audience. Um, here are all of the events from Clarence House. And then also at Kensington Palace, uh, the Duke of Cambridge received uh, the Chief of the General Staff today for, um, I believe, the, the Army or maybe just the military in general. So that is what was going on in the UK. We are skipping Denmark. Um, there was one event, so I'll just briefly share that here. Um, so Queen Margrethe took part in a board meeting of the Queen Margrethe and Prince Henrik Foundation. There is nothing else I can say about that. So from there, we are going to go to the Dutch royal family. It is another case of several events. So we have three different events. However, um, there's not a whole lot of detail I can go in on with these just because there isn't that much detail shared. Um, but I will share what I can. So first we'll start with King Willem Alexander who um, paid a visit to the Royal Netherlands Navy. So he boarded, um, it's called like, oh geez, I don't remember now. But it's a, it's a ship of the Navy that can do, like, several different things. So it doesn't serve just one purpose. It's not, like, solely an aircraft carrier. Um, it serves, I think, a lot of different purposes, which is good. Um, it's versatile. So, um, and the focus was really just on, like, the activities of the Navy. Um, so I don't... I don't know if King Willem Alexander is officially commander in chief of the armed forces. Like some are, some royals are, um, but I'm not sure if he is or not. And I'm having a hard time typing super quickly on my phone. So I'm not going to take the time to research it. Um, but the next military event, I will make a mental note, probably a physical note too, to remember to look up if he is or not. Um, and so they were just discussing like general Navy things. And of course, part of that is you can't, we can't go into detail because it's national security. So that was the first event. And then also today, um, Queen Maxima visited the Rotterdam Rijnmond region um, of the Netherlands to discuss different developments throughout the labor market. So this was in her role as part of um, the Netherlands Entrepreneurship Committee. Um, 
And so she took part in three different like roundtable discussions focusing on different pieces. So like she met with business leaders, she met with um, business leaders and representatives of unions, I think, um, and then also regional representatives to discuss different initiatives being done and um, ways to find people work. So that was, um, that's really cool. And like, I wish sometimes that I, they would share like more information. So not every country gets it right every time. Like Belgium does it pretty good job some of the time, but then also provides links to research further. Um, sometimes, but sometimes they don't. And it's kind of the same with the Netherlands. Like sometimes they give really active descriptions and then other times they don't. Um, and same with like the Spanish royal family and really any royal family does this. Um, I think the easiest to find information on because they're the most widely talked about is the British royal family. Like you can find an abundance of articles the minute an event happens. Whereas in like, for example, in Belgium, I can't. Um, I can, if I try really hard in the Netherlands, um, or Belgium or Denmark, or like, if I try really hard, I can find kind of the tabloid conversations. They're not tabloids, but like the gossip papers, like the Olas or the hellos in the U S um, the daily mail in the UK, like, um, there's a Spanish one. So there's Ola, but then there's also like three other Spanish ones. And because I speak Spanish, I can, and read Spanish, I can find those ones really easily. But sometimes events like that aren't widely like shared. And so with Queen Maxima's today, I don't know exactly what was going on, which makes me sad. Um, and then finally, uh, Maxima also held a digital visit to an organization called Humanitas. Um, which is like a national volunteer organization. So you can, so you can sign up with this organization and do voluntary work for, so I don't know if it's like full-time volunteerism or um, kind of like an AmeriCorps type of thing, or if it's here's, we're going to partner you with different projects. You can go volunteer like a small amount of your time every week or whatever. Um, but that was pretty cool. Um, and I love, like, I don't love because I really want this to be over, but I do like that, you know, like today Queen Maxima was able to do two engagements. Um, and I don't know where Humanitas is based, but she was able to do two because one of them was an online call. So I like that it's kind of increased capacity, but I'm so ready to not see these people on computer screens. Like I'm so ready. And I think we've seen so much of it in the past few, few days, like of this week. Um, it's just been so nice. Like, I don't think there have been that many online except for Sweden. Sweden is, I swear, going to do online forever, but, um, like they, they won't, they'll come out of it, but they, royally messed they messed up Sweden the Swedish government messed up big time in the handling of COVID and so restrictions are being harder now um so that is kind of a bummer but like also we love it um 
so I'm just really excited to see like less of the Royals through computer screens. I always see them through a computer screen. I think I've said this before. I always see them through a computer screen, but like I don't need two computer screens to see them through. Um, so anyway, um, so that is what was going on in the Netherlands today. And we are skipping Norway because I don't think there was an event. So it's weird because there was an announcement of something, but then the event said it was supposed to happen on the like 22nd. So I don't really know what that is all about. Um, so we'll just keep monitoring that for now. Um, so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to the Spanish royal family. Spain is another country where there's just a lot going on. So we're just going to talk, talk very quickly about the events. Not quickly, but like we're going to talk about the events. Um, and I'm going to try and keep it fairly base level because even though I have a elementary understanding of what's going on, um, it's not like a full understanding that I could give a brief on it. And also that's not what this podcast is about. Um, but I might brief mention it briefly because I've now been really weird and evasive. So I talked about this yesterday. There's a situation going on between Morocco and, um, a Spanish autonomous community that is technically on mainland. It is on mainland Africa. It's not technically there. It's, it is. Um, and it seems to still be gaining a lot of momentum. Um, so it has been described as like Spain's kind of biggest diplomatic crisis in a couple of like, in, at least in a decade. Um, and it's not getting a lot of international attention. And I don't know that it should yet. Um, I will say that, like, I don't know that it should, but of course, even if it should, it's not going to because we have Israel in Palestine, just destroying each other every night. Um, which, I have so many thoughts on, but like uh, this podcast doesn't cover either of those countries. So anyway, um, and it was rumored and I think kind of publicly discussed that King Felipe may be an option to use as like diplomatic conversations between the King of Morocco, um, who we've talked about. So he's in like a semi-autonomous or a semi-constitutional monarchy. So he like gets to appoint the con the powers that be. So it's really his government. Um, and so Felipe has a pretty good relationship with, uh, King Mohammed the sixth or fifth. I'm not exactly sure which. Um, and so hopefully the two of them can come to a, some sort of diplomatic understanding, um, because this has potential to get ugly much faster, um, because Spain being part of the EU, um, is, the EU is pretty intense about it. So the EU is doing a lot because it's the EU, um, cause that's where the European border starts. And so that's becoming an interesting 
dynamic. Um, but anyway, that has, no, well, it has something to do with like one of the events, kind of, um, but not really. So today, first thing this morning, first thing this morning, I guess in Spain world, it was 10 a.m. So it's kind of early. Um, so King Felipe and Queen Letizia attended the official opening of the International Tourism Fair in Madrid. So it's called like um, Fitur, Fitur, um, it's F-I-T-U-R, and it's Feria International de Turismo, um, which is International Tourism Fair. And, um, it's, I'm, I'm not surprised. I knew Spain was going to rely on tourism. They have to. Um, so like a large chunk of their GDP is tourism based and a large chunk of their employment is tourism based, which is the key here really. Um, because... I was reading something that, like, in 2019, Spain was, like, the second most visited country, which makes me feel very basic because it's where I want to go. Um, but that's okay. I don't care. I still want to go. Um, and so it is really heavily visited, and there are a lot of different places you can go in Spain. So there's a lot of different, like, beaches and climates, and you can experience kind of every part of the European climate in one country, which is interesting. Um, so people who want to go to the Mediterranean will sometimes choose Spain. Like it, it's just a lot of variation. Plus there's a Canary Islands. Um, so there's just like a lot of different options. Um, and so it is, if they can get it under control, it is Spain's foolproof way of growing their economy. Um, and so this year, the fair is focused on bringing, uh, what's it called? Uh, the theme of this year is tourism is back, which it's not really yet, but that's fine. We'll let them go with it. It's kind of okay. Um, and so this is a pretty big deal. King Felipe and Queen Letizia go to this every year. Uh, last year, I think it was just Queen Letizia and it was held. No, it was not this one. But, like, it was it was held maybe in January. So, typically, it's something that's held early on in the year. Of course, this year it was postponed um, because of COVID. Like, let's get everything kind of under control. We'll get to the summer where things feel comfortable for a while and go into tourism season. Um, there is rumor of Spain kind of opening up to tourists in June. I don't think a lot of that has been announced yet. Um, I know I checked, there's a site that the Spanish government has, and I like to just check, I can't go to Spain yet, still don't have my passport, like, can't, can't do that, um, nor can I just pick up and fly across the world yet, uh, someday maybe, but right now I cannot, and, um, U.S. citizens, like, we still can't go to Spain, which is fine, um, but, like, a lot of places can. I think they're still kind of blacklisted in the UK, but that's subject to change um, as they're getting their COVID cases down and vaccination rates up um, now that they're reaching like an easier vaccination age where people can get themselves to the hospital that they need to go to. Like it should all be going up and up. Um, 
so that was their day. They visited different booths. Um, so they, the featured country, there's always a featured country. Um, the featured country was Georgia, which is seeming to make the rounds on like my Google ads too. Um, particularly if I'm on a Spanish like news site or something. So concentrated effort from the country of Georgia to get Spanish people into their country. Really interesting. Um, they also visited like each, I don't know that they visited all 17 autonomous community booths, but they both, they visited the Ceuta, which is the mainland Africa autonomous community being affected by Morocco. Um, and I think the president, I think the president of the autonomous community was there. Also, Spain has a problem with like too many cooks in the kitchen at the moment. Like too many people are involved in the operation of this diplomatic crisis. Um, so that was a show of a sign of support for the autonomous community, which of course they're supporting the community. It's not like this isn't a thing you pick sides on. I mean, if you're Spanish, you're, you're Spanish, right? Like this isn't the rest of the world watching Israel and Palestine. Um, so that was the first event. And then also today, Queen Letizia attended the special celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Istanbul Convention, which is something that was held 10 years ago in Istanbul, um, focused on kind of creating like a global declaration against preventing and combating um, gender violence and domestic violence, so violence against women um, and also domestic violence. So um, this is something like Queen Letizia has received an, an award, maybe more, um, for sure one that like highlights her importance in this role and highlighting um, the critical nature of domestic violence and gender violence problems, um, which is like a rapid problem in Spain. Um, and so it was held by the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Um, and so Queen Letizia gave like brief opening remarks. This woman, okay. I try and keep my Letizia fangirling down, but like she impresses me so much every day. Um, so, and also she was a journalist. So like she just can do this because she's trained to, um, like she's educated too, but she, it's not very often that she will, she does speeches on the fly all the time. They're always in Spanish. Today, she did a speech on the fly in English. Like I'm sure it wasn't completely on the fly, but, like, she did not have prepared remarks. Um, and for those who, like, don't know, Queen Letizia did not grow up learning English. Like, it wasn't a childhood language. At some point in adult life, she probably did have to learn it. Um, so maybe in, like, <sighs> secondary school or, like, the baccalaureate part of education. So I think when she married into the royal family, she had, like, a base knowledge of English. Um, but I don't know that she was comfortable, um, using it very often, even still sometimes she'll like not know a word or not have the correct, like tone and response. Um, and I say this as like a native English speaker, it happens to me in Spanish. I absolutely get like things wrong all the time. Um, but it is always impressive to me when she does like remarks like that off the fly anyway, but then to do them in a language that yes, she has known probably for over 20 years now, but still like 
if you don't, if you're not growing up using that language, it is really hard. So like I have had a base knowledge, a base level understanding of Spanish probably since I was, well, it's been, this is horrifying. It's been over 10 years. Um, and it's actually probably closer to 15. Yeah, it'll be 15 years, like, this summer is when I started Spanish, and we started middle school for us. Um, and so I had, like, a very fundamental understanding of Spanish and have continued that. I took Spanish all throughout. Um, and so, like, when I restarted learning Spanish as an adult, because um, I took years off, I had, like, that still fundamental thing. But for me to come up with words... Um, that match the situation is still really hard. Um, so I'm like endlessly impressed. Um, and also just like Letizia fangirl all the way sometimes. Um, so anyway, those were the two events. The foreign minister was there. This poor foreign minister has like a lot of things happening, um, all the time. But like this situation is pretty intense. Um, and requires a lot of her time. So, like, she was not outside to greet Queen Letizia. She did walk her out, but, like, she was not outside to greet her. She, like, came in last minute, did the thing, walked Letizia out, and went back. And I think she either gave her press conference right after, um, and it was not focused on the event that just happened. So there's just, like, a lot happening. Um, and I just felt really bad for her because... I mean, it's her job and she's really good at it, but it's a lot. Um, so anyway, those were the things going on in Spain. I know I just talked a lot about that, but, um, it's all really important stuff. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. There were some things going on in Sweden. They gave me no details, so I'm just going to read them to you. Um, so today King... Uh, King Carl Gustav took part in the digital meeting for the uh, WWF. Queen Sylvia took part in a digital meeting for the World Childhood Foundation Executive Committee. And Crown Princess Victoria continued her participation in the CBOS conference. Okay, that's what we've got. So with that, I'm going to end this podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Please check out all the things, uh, dailyroyal.com, dailyroyal on Instagram, like and review the podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Bye.